Blog Talk Radio. Talk radio program. I'm Susan Larison Dans, and I am just so delighted to welcome you all here today in what I feel has been quite a time of reflection these past couple of days. As many of us in our hearts, we are reflecting upon the passing of Wayne Dyer and his life, and also just how his transition is affecting all of us. And today, I feel that synchronistically, I have an absolutely wonderful guest that I'm about to bring on the line, a returning guest. And David Bennett is with us again today. And let me tell you just a little bit about David, for those of you who have not heard his previous shows here. David is the author of a new book called A Voice as Old as Time, Contemplations for Spiritual Transformation. Now, David survived two near-death experiences, and these experiences had a significant effect on him. And what we'll learn today is how such things can become integrated gradually as well as our lives shift and change. David started out as a diver and a chief engineer, and then he had this experience. But today we're going to focus on his contemplations, which many of you may be familiar with his online presence. And on the show page, I have dharmatalks.com, his website, and there's a dash between Dharma and Talks as a gateway to this presence. But what David does is share wisdom and affirmations, and we are going to talk about this in just a moment as I bring David Bennett on the line. There we go. Crying a little patience there. Hello, David. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Susan. It's great to be back. Well, what a time to have you back here, David, because I know, as I mentioned in the introduction, and I think we'll reflect on this a little right at the outset, I am finding that You know, many people transition, clearly, and yet Wayne Dyer's transition seems to be impacting us 
in in a really profound way and you know we're we're thinking about his life but also the transition itself seems to really be impacting the spiritual community as to how we're reflecting on that and i would love to hear your reflections on this david yeah well uh, Dr. Dyer, I mean, he's affected so many of us for such a long period of time. Um, I remember way back when he was, uh, you know, moving away from his uh, psychology books more toward his metaphysical books, and he was doing the PBS specials and stuff like that. And then, of course, you know, he connected with Hay House. And um, yeah. but but one of the one things that affected me the most when I was reflecting on uh, his passing was uh, he he spent a year um, researching the wisdom of the Tao and um, and, he, and he wrote a, a, a book uh, change your thoughts change your life um, yes. and, it's, and it it was all about living uh, with the Tao but he had interpreted the 22 different um, uh, translations of the Tao and had kind of, you know, personalized it through his reflection of working on each segment of the Tao for that year. It was such a clear interpretation because I've always loved the Tao. I've just loved what it represents and, uh, and a way of living, a way of being. And, and just the way he could just clarify a subject for us, you know, something that maybe had a very deep, and, and and meaningful way of being, he could make it, you know, he could represent it and portray it in a simple way that we could understand. I think that was one of his greatest gifts in life was to uh, be able to portray, you know, very deep and meaningful subjects and, and bring it to us in a down-to-earth manner. You know, something in the way that you express that, David, is is it seems that Many of us, and, and I came along on the spiritual path a little bit late, so I didn't get to witness this as much as others, as you say. There's this notion of spiritual maturity and how, you know, even our, our way short, I mean, everybody, we can't put anyone on a pedestal. Everybody is in the midst of change and and reaching, you know, the spiritual maturity that you talk about in your new book. and. And I wonder if we could enter into this discussion um, because right at the outset you you noted how you watched you watched Wayne Dyer change and and isn't it interesting how you know those we may call way showers you know what we can learn through observing them and not not putting them so high up and yet admiring them as a teacher and how their own lives shifted right before us. Yeah, you could. You actually watched him uh, become more gentle, more centered, more loving in in all of his presentations. You know, as as he grew, and like you said, in his spiritual maturity, because we're all on that path of spiritual yeah. maturity, and it just depends upon how much attention, how much focus we put on it. And and that's kind of why I wrote this book was because I found in my own growth, in my own path, from my near-death experiences and, and stuff like that, that um, uh, I was undergoing 
uh, spiritual transformation, you might say, from from these transformative experiences. And they taught me to be mindful and and to start a dialogue with my spiritual side through uh, meditation, mostly. A lot of us start start there with meditation, I would have to say. And um, the spiritual communication eventually became um, my con you know my contemplative practice. Uh, that I, I do every morning. I, I, I In my daily practice, I connect to my divine essence and communicate with my soul family, who I originally met in my near-death experience. And if, if listeners haven't heard my near-death experience, they can always go to your archives and, and, and yes. listen to one of the shows. Um, but um, experience and, and, and the subsequent second near-death experience began a lifelong relationship where I worked with my soul family um, to, and I realized the importance of a daily spiritual practice, you know, because I think to achieve spiritual maturity, we have to develop some form of practice because we yeah. need that observation, we need that discipline in order to maintain that presence of being, of, of being connected to our spiritual side. And and so, you know, the, this this process is what uh, developed, uh, you know, that provided me a path towards spiritual uh, maturity. I started sharing my reflections, like you mentioned, on, on the web, and, and I started making friends all over the world as I did this. It was it was quite amazing that I, I saw that we're all over the world, we're on a similar path. And that's why when we have someone like Dr. Dyer pass, we all feel it because we're all connected to that same resonance. We're all working on this path together. And I found no matter what culture we come from, what language we speak, we're all searching for the same thing, spiritual growth. Um, and so that's kind of what prompted me to write this latest book, you know. Yes. Now, Something that I know you express within this book, and, and you know, it seems like we all encounter change. And you talk about this, that, that change is essentially a part of life. And how has your relationship with your soul family, David, and, and your spiritual practice helped you to navigate change within within your life and and how can can we learn to navigate change in a more effective way well each of us contains a being that lives forever and a being that's going to die you know yeah. our physical sense and then our spiritual higher consciousness um and everything must change um, except that essence of who we are. And so if we can make a greater connection to our higher consciousness, our greater being, um, you know, we're touching our essence. And, and through that, it helps us when we're in uh, a time of change. Like right now, I'm in a huge state of change, in a huge state yeah. of flux. Um, my book just came out, but also I just moved. I just relocated. Uh -huh. and, and so I'm now in Virginia Beach uh, from New York. But, you know, like my life is in boxes right now. So <laughs> I'm, you know, which creates, you know, so so a lot of my physical essence is scattered all throughout, yeah. you know. 
Um, and but I'm trying to you know connect to my center, which gives me it's a little bit of a of a problem, you know, to when you go through these huge shifts in life when something huge is going on. It's very you know you you'll have, go through these periods of being very scattered and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it, if we know enough to go back to our practice, to go back to our you know our, our center and connect to our essence, connect to our our heart consciousness, um, it helps us to get back to center and to and to take that breath. You know we all need to take breaths from time to time. And that's what meditation helps us to do. It helps us to focus on that breath. And contemplation just takes it a little bit further in that you focus then on something that maybe you're dealing with. In you know, And that becomes the seed of your contemplation. Um, but what, what, to kind of go, come back to your question about change and everything, you know, I mean, I, I feel it's unfortunate for... Th- folks that spend an entire life without touching their own essence, you know, their own higher being. Um, I, I really do believe it's the utmost importance that we do not become so overwhelmed with living in this physical world that we forget to spend time in silence and get to know that vital life force that makes up our being, you know, the being that lives forever. We all have within us an intrinsic wisdom that is linked to the ultimate reality, which tells us that everything is interconnected and we are all one. Reflective work teaches us in the form of hints and suggestions so as to stimulate our connection to that intrinsic wisdom. It's up to, you know, to every one of us to realize this wisdom and and to come to understand to an understanding of how to apply it in our everyday life. In this way, we, we you know, proceed along our spiritual path and, and, and toward a more awakened way of living. Yes, yes. You know, and so I think that really is how you deal with change, how you deal with, you know, also with loss. You know, a lot of us are actually going through a period of loss because of, of Dr. Dyer. So, um, you know, and that that is a big change. I mean, we may not have known the man personally, but we have have had a relationship with him because of what he was giving us. So when, with his passing, we know we're no longer going to receive his wisdom Unless, of course, we go back and reread his material or rewatch his videos or, or that material. That's the neat thing is he's left this yeah. huge legacy of material behind that we could spend our whole life studying. So um, just as he did, you know, he pretty much gave everything that he'd studied to us. So, um, I mean, that's a wonderful thing. But not only that, but we live with his essence because of the interaction that we've had with him. He has become a part of who we are. So he is with us. He really hasn't gone anywhere. Once you once you connect to that greater intrinsic wisdom, that, that oneness, you understand that, you know, he really hasn't gone anywhere he, because he's a part of us. He's within us. Yes, yes. Um, how about reflecting? It seems like, you know, having, since you've had this experience where you went, to the other side, David, when someone transitions, and I know that we become one and and it's 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 an amazing thing, 
And yet, does it help? It seems for me, anyway, part of my practice, even working through this today, thinking about Wayne Dyer transitioning and, and where he was. And and there is no time, so this gets, you know, you can get pretty deep when you start reflecting this way. But can we just feel that, you know, even beyond in the physical world where we have his teachings and we have his videos and all that, his loving spirit is right there. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just as far as feeling, and, and there he is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's all we have to do is, I mean, just remember that smile, you know. Yeah. Um, remember that casual stance that he would always take, you know. Yeah. And he's right there. He's right there. He's right there with you. Yes, yes. And, you know, I think that um, sometimes when we are experiencing loss and, and maybe attachment to certain things, you know, Wayne Dyer came through Portland about a year ago. And at the time, I thought about, you know, would I approach inviting someone at that level, you know, on the show? I thought about that. And when he left, you know, when he's now that he's gone, I thought to myself, there's a couple ways of thinking about this, and I want to use this as an exercise through your book, is I could think, oh, you know, I missed my chance. I missed my chance to, to maybe talk with him. And who knows, you know, if he would have said yes i have no idea but you know i didn't approach him but i could have and so i could think about that as uh you know i missed that opportunity or i could just think of well you know i wasn't supposed to ask you know it just you know maybe think of it in terms of in the future i might change how i might approach somebody coming to town but more just accepting well you know that particular path was not something i was meant to have and then just being at peace with it. And that's kind of the way I felt, you know, because I thought, gosh, you know, maybe I could have talked with him. Who knows? And but and many of my friends went to that and saw him. I had something. I, there was a reason I couldn't go, I know. But, um, you know, I know a number of people who've met him personally and are feeling this loss very directly. And somehow, I guess what I'm trying to get at here, just using this as an example, is just acceptance that, you know, we can often get hung up in this world on, you know, missed opportunities or, you know, I say that in an ego way because that's the way it can feel and and how we just kind of flow through life and not attach to, to things like that. Just let it flow. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you touched on a bunch of stuff there. I that, did. Um, <laughs> um, but acceptance, um, I mean, really, I really – do believe, and it's one of the first chapters in my book is is some reflections on acceptance because I believe it's really the first step in our spiritual path, and um, and and it's really it comes down to accepting ourselves. You know, um, yes, the circumstances, you know, they we find ourselves in a lot of times. You know, we we have regret or something of that nature. You know, mm-hmm. but but that all comes from that um, that that false sense of separation that we have you know from the from the oneness so um once we learn to accept ourselves we we kind of uh, bypass that that whole feeling of, of of separateness because we understand you know there's more than than just that so uh, you were talking about you know well I could have had him on but I didn't but you came to acceptance that okay well it is what it is um but the the best thing the one thing you said that really um 
I, I found, you know, heartwarming was that, um, well, maybe in the future it'll change the way that I approach something, you know. And, uh-huh. and that's just it. You, you, we all learn from these experiences. So rather than, than dwell on the regret of, oh, gosh, I, boy, I missed my opportunity there. I might have been able to have, you know, have him on the show. Instead, you know, you're like, wow, you know, maybe next time, maybe when I get that urge, when spirit gives me that little nudge, mm-hmm. maybe next time I'll act quicker, you know. And, um, and who knows? We'll see where the universe takes it, you know. You never know. You just, That's we never right. Know. Because, and, and... because we just, we can't see the big picture. Um, we only get little glimpses, little windows that we can peek through sometimes, you know, little keyholes into our greater awareness that uh, gives us, you know, gives us a little bit of insight to go on. So, I mean, that's the wonderful thing about this journey of life is that we get to, uh, we get to participate and interact with it all, all the time, you know, and, and no matter what our life experiences are or how we feel about ourselves, you know, we're all divine with amazing gifts and abilities to share, you know, with the universe. Uh, and we share the responsibility of sculpting our souls into loving light. And, yeah. and you know, because in the light, we're all those, we're all attentive sentries, you know, outlasting time and helping, you know, one another to, to move forward. Yeah. You know, as as you were saying that, I, I there's a note on a sheet of paper I wrote from one of your um your chapters, David, that just says don't underestimate yourself. It's something that you reflect. You say this not in an ego way and I think sometimes you talk about service in your book as well and oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> we can feel imperfect. I mean I do. I I we're all growing and yet the more we focus on, on service it seems like you know, allowing ourselves to expand as spirit invites us to expand so that so that we can, you know, do whatever we're we're led to do. But and so I, I feel like something that your life exemplifies, David, so much is how, you know, you came from being this, you know, ambitious ship's captain and all that and when all this started and then, you know, look at this amazing beautiful life of service that you've created and how you're sharing in this community you've created as you say this beautiful community and they've just come you know spirit has created this community around you and so um and then another area here and we'll touch on several there's so much in this book but energetic exchanges i think about that too is the energy you're giving out david and and into the world. So perhaps you can reflect on all of that in a in a broader way. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um well, service let's let's look at service. Um service really when you when you break service down to its to its core, um it it it's actually an act of gratitude. Um yes. You know, I I mean, think about it. Service mm-hmm. is your way of being grateful and giving back. That's what service is really all about. is 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 an opportunity for you to give back, and you don't have to be rich in order to give back. You can give back of yourself in many different ways. We all have gifts and 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 things that we're good at, or things that we enjoy uh, participating or working on, and those are the things that we can that just 
because we have so much of it. The neat thing about our our essence and our being is it's overflowing with energy, and we can we can you know give as much energy as we possibly can, and it'll never be depleted. It's always there. It's infinite. So when we share of ourselves. And and I mean that's that's a way of being grateful for what we have and what we've been given, and then in in return it becomes service. It really does. Um, service is 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 an amazing tool that we can utilize again in our spiritual growth too. Because in service, when we're when we're in service, if we're being mindful and observing the ripples that our service causes. It can give us clues as to which direction a lot of times we need to go, and um, and 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 that's kind of another part of of the whole scheme is to to be aware, to be yeah. to be present, to be participating in everything that's happening in life, and so I, I kind of. I kind of lost track of where your other question because you went from service <laughs> it's kind of a, into a compound question. I seem to be asking. I know it is. It, well, life is that way. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's yeah, so life. much. There's so many things in in, in this book that, that combine together as you think about the um, the, the energetic well, exchange. Well, I, I broke you talk it up about, into four. Yes. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I purposely designed the book that way to uh, with 44 different chapters of different aspects. Of uh, you know that we we have to kind of deal with on our journey, mm-hmm. and so um, that's kind of why um, you know and 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 the thing was that the book I originally wrote was probably twice as long, and and um, the publisher was like oh, Dave you know wow we can't I mean, what are we going to do an encyclopedia you know we can't do that <laughs> instead they said let's do a smaller book let's just break it up, um, uh-huh. and so I said okay how about if I just do forty four chapters. And in the 44 chapters, I'll only do four reflections for each subject. And so, boy, I had to cut. I, mean, I was cutting like crazy. But I think I got the best of it, you know, of, of a lot of these reflections because I've been, I've been putting together these reflections and sharing them online for many years. I've got, I've got tens of thousands of these in my, um, you know, because I've kept them all. I've kept them all, you know, and these are dialogue you know it's 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 dialogue that i've broken up with my conversation with my soul family and everything so um and and then i've tried to group them by subject which which makes the book kind of easy to use because it's it's one of those books it's not like a, it's not like my first book you know where where i talked about my near death experience you know that was yeah. voyage of purpose in that that was you read it from cover to cover and it was a, it was like reading a story you know yeah. and it, and along the way you got to he got to feel a lot of the the growth that that happened in my life. Well, this book is more of the um, a tool that you can use, and it doesn't matter what belief system you come from. Um, and that's why I'm kind of excited about it because today's the uh, today's my kind of uh, the release date for the book too. By the way, this is this oh. is uh, the amazing thing about it. And, How exciting! Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. So I like. Yeah, today's the release date of the book. How so, awesome! Um, yeah, yeah, it just came out today, so it's you know hot off the presses and and everything. So I'm really excited. I'm I'm really jazzed. Uh, you know, today about about coming on your show and being able to talk about it a little bit. Um, in fact, I'm so jazzed that later on in the show, I'll I'll uh, I'll tell people how to go on my Facebook page, and I'm going to have a free Amazon giveaway. Um, 
So, um, you know, they just, it'll awesome. be really simple. They just click on it and they'll see if they won, you know, so, um, so we'll, we'll do that later, later at, toward the end of the show. But, um, um, it, the, the neat thing, I find it fascinating that, um, a lot of belief systems, Buddhist mysticism, Christian mysticism, at the heart, they share contemplation in common. Um, and a lot of times I'll also call it reflection because I, yeah. I think of it as, as my spiritual reflection. And, um, and, and this spiritual practice is held in a common, in many belief systems, uh, you know, beliefs and, and, and theologies, you know, that are different within Christianity. The contemplation tradition is dated way back to the to the the 200 A.D. Um, it's older, but most people point to um, Anthony of the desert, you know, as the father as the father of the desert fathers and 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 the uh, contemplative tradition. I mean, when you if you looked up contemplative tradition, I mean, that's where that's where it'll probably take you, you know, on Wikipedia yeah. or or in the you know where, whatever your research tool is. But um, but it, it's it's a common practice that a lot of spiritual elders have, have used over times to help themselves in on that path, you know. Yeah, you know what I find is how we really do meet in that space. I'll I'll tell you um, something I experienced in the last couple months is is someone I had a a loved one who who was in surgery, a very lengthy surgery and a relative was there with me who's very conservative very conservative um you know comes from well i i come from a conservative tradition so and yet you know my my family member said you know you really should go to the chapel at the hospital how she had spent time there and over the course of this because i had the opportunity to spend time at, at the hospital I did go to the chapel more than once, and it was really just me sitting there. It was an interne- interdenominational chapel, and there was no, you know, prayer or anything. It wasn't like that. It was not like there was no one that met me there or anything. It was just sitting there. And somehow, it's kind of hard to put into words, you know, we met in this space. and And, you know, my family member told me how, she has found, even though it's a totally different tradition, going to a monastery that's near her where it's open and you can just go in there. So so how this opens up the question, it seems, David, you know, for me, going out in nature always helped. I wasn't in a situation where I could go out in nature during those days. I needed to be there for my loved one. And... um you know, although there was nature all around me, let me tell you, out the window was a beautiful forest. I can't tell you how many times I looked at that and contemplated. I could, and but I guess the question is, there seems to be, you know, we find the sacred. You know, honestly, it got to the point I could find the sacred just sitting there next to this person's bed. I mean, I'd have to look at anything, and and yet, you know, going to this chapel and you know just sharing in this experience with multiple people of different traditions, um, somehow it touches upon your reflections, David, and, and, and what you talk about in your book. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I help uh, facilitate a retreat in St. Louis for people that have had near-death experiences. Um, 
I'm just one of many who help facilitate this retreat. But um, um, a lot of times we meet up in, in an airport, you know. And a lot of times I'll pick the chapel. There's always a chapel in most uh, big airports. Huh. And and um, and if you, it, you know, it's a, it's a great quiet place. You're away from all the hustle and bustle and the stress and the strain, you know, that's going on. And uh, so I, I've gotten to know the St. Louis Airport Chapel quite well. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I actually right know that go. airport. I have no idea where the chapel is. That's a really busy old airport, unless they've totally rebuilt it. But but how yeah, what an interesting yeah. thing to find the chapel. How wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you go there, and just like what you experienced at the hospital, and uh-huh. um, and every hospital has a chapel too. It's oh, open yeah. to everyone, you know. Um I, I even I, I took a trip to Israel. Um well I, I didn't it was my ship ended up uh, ended up there and um and I, I got some time off and I, I decided to, you know, travel around and I went to some of the most amazing mosques and you know, most almost every um Western religion has some sort of roots there in Israel, um, especially in uh, Jerusalem, and uh, and I I was able to go into all these different uh, places of worship um, from many different belief systems, and uh, and and I always felt welcomed. I always felt yeah. like uh, you know because there's something greater that uh, that a place of worship has, you know. Because because they're connecting to their essence of God, and no matter what name you put on it, no matter what belief system you you come from, you know, it's yeah. it's always available to us. And I, I just find that you know it's it's very heartwarming. And and like you said too, uh, I don't know, you mentioned um, how you know when you go to nature. Yeah, nature is a wonderful wonderful tool. For uh, you know, for for contemplation, for meditation. Yeah. Um, I I, used, I also do a lot of walking meditation. I find that very very soothing. Um, I, it's it's just an amazing. I spent a, quite a bit of time hiking before before the lung cancer and everything, and and that was my go to method of when I really really felt scattered. You know, I'd take a little hike, you know, out in nature, and um, and just the process of walking and contemplating and breathing would, you know, bring me right back to center. Yes, yes. So it's become just such a central part of of how I center. And you know, when you when you talk about how you know we, we're always growing, you know, it seems like we have a tendency, David, to think, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that because this person does this or that person and you know sometimes we can really grow I'm gradually after stops and starts growing into a yoga practice and not being the most coordinated person it's a very gradual thing for me and that's okay because you don't need to judge when you're in this and I've found some real peace amazing peace through through yoga already, even just at the beginning. And so, and yet, if I were to feel like, oh, you know, all my friends are doing yoga, so, you know, I should do that, that would be the wrong reason to be doing it. Um, and and it just seems like we, 
we learn and we grow and we're guided to new ways of of finding our spiritual center, maybe in totally unexpected ways. But when we thought, you know, maybe we'd be the last person who would ever be able to sit quietly if we were meditating or, or do yoga. I know a lot of people who think they just couldn't do it. And yet it's amazing how approachable it can be. That's amazing. Uh, that wonderful. It's so, so great. I mean, that you were guided and you followed that guidance and you found a new avenue of peace that, um, you know, you didn't have before. You know, it's another, another something in your, um, in, in your uh, toolbox. You know, that you can go to now. You know, that's that's just so amazing. Um, uh, you know, I think I think we need to. You know, a lot of times we go through life, we have this haziness, you know, like, okay, well, yoga, you know, that's something, I don't know anything about it, but, uh, mm-hmm. and then we, we slowly let go of the ego or personality and, and, and come to acceptance, we talked about earlier, and, and and suddenly we find, oh, wow, this is really, really what I needed, you know, and we didn't even know uh-huh. we were being we didn't even know we were being kind of directed that way, you know, that that was, that was one of the potentials that we was out there that the universe had available to us, you know, that we could, we could, you know, participate in this and, and it would take us down the same path that we were going, but only with a little different flavor, you know, um, yeah. trusting the process, uh, that, that is so, so key to, um, um, despite any any you know opposition, whether the opposition comes from your own mind or from you know oh you know feeling guilt like oh all my friends do it I should be doing it you know but then you all of a sudden you wake up and and you say wow you know um, you know it, that that's exactly where I needed to be because you know that higher wisdom is always available and it's always kind of guiding us in little whispers and little ways and and it, it's so neat I mean you found it. But you found it without without the ego. You found it without. You just um, you were you you felt guided and you went there and you did it. You know, I mean, you know, cheers and applause. You know, <laughs> well, I'm still at the beginning. And let me tell you, you know how I found it, David. I I had all these, you know, the mind. Okay, you talk about the mind and how we have these preconceived notions. And you know, I just thought, well, you know, this would be really hard, or you know, whatever. I had these notions. Well. The woman's, my teacher's studio burned down in another town. And so they opened this little studio right down the street over a year ago, temporarily, just temporarily was this place here. And then she put an article in the paper about how gentle she was and how she worked with all these people. You know, she worked with people who had been in accidents and people who were partially paralyzed, all these people. And I thought, my gosh. If she could help those people, surely my lack of coordination, and I had been in an accident years ago, maybe a little inflexible in some ways, you know, whatever. I knew that if I was going to try, so I tried one class, just one, and oh, David, it was my gateway to relaxing. I, you know, it was, I didn't even know what this could do, and you know, recently I thought about, you know, meditation is an area where I tend to do walking meditation. A lot of people say, oh, I can't meditate. You know, you hear that a lot. Well, for me anyway, I realize yoga is helping me to learn how 
you know, beyond the walking meditation, because there's meditation in it. So anyway, it's just, to make a long story short, just an amazing experience. But what was the synchronicity? In fact, let's use this as a gateway into that topic, is that this woman's studio burned down, and there she was, right in front of me, and, mm-hmm. you know, inviting <laughs> me in with a free class and a gentle approach, and, and that's what spirit needed me to listen to, and that that's a synchronicity. Yeah, yeah, and it just it 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 just presented it laid itself right in front of your doorstep. It did. You know? and, and so what what about things like that? What about synchronicities where you know how do we learn as we mature, David, to pay attention to those those nudges and things that that come our way? Yeah, well, you know, like before my experience, I had no idea of uh, of the all the synchronistic or, or opportunities or potentials that were aligning themselves for me. I just, I never realized it. I never really looked into it um, because it wasn't a part of my consciousness. But then after my experience, I it kind of woke me up and it made me want to pay a little more attention because I saw the the how the interconnectedness between all of us um, really kind of, helps guide us in this sort of thing. So there was an interconnection that the universe felt that needed to be uh, strengthened between you and your teacher. Um, and and so uh, the universe made that alignment and brought her closer to you, showed you an example of her work through the article that you read, so that it was an introduction. So the universe suddenly throws this introduction, moves her into your neighborhood down the street, and then gives you an introduction to her, okay? Yeah. Those are things that if you weren't paying attention to, you would have just blown off. But because you were a little more present, you're aware you 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 know susan you're very aware person you know and and you paid attention to that and you're like wow okay you know boom boom here here's this opportunity let's investigate you know it's kind of the way the universe kind of works for us a lot of times these synchronicities don't really just fall out of the air you know they're they're not mystical they're not magical they've been in process for quite a while it's um somewhere in our own being a lot of times we'll think hmm you know maybe i'd like to investigate something like that well that starts the alignment process in process you know and and if you really want to give that type of thing some gas is when you you focus on your um we we all know about the you know the intentions and and how you know we can we can make our 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 life better through intention um but to give it some real gas give give that intention a sense loving aspect to it make it a loving intention when you do that it it tells the universe ding 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 hello i'm really ready for this potential in my life and so that's when oh boy the gears start going and they start aligning things up you know and it's amazing how all of a sudden things will start dropping into place what we a lot of times think of as very synchronistic you know oh my goodness you know wow that just 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 fell right in my lap the way you know how Uh how perfect was that and the neat thing about life is a lot of times we tend to push in life you know we we push because we want this we want boom 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 we want to push for for something 
but we don't have that loving. And then it's hard. It's difficult, and we don't understand yeah. why we're getting the pushback. You know, it's yeah. it, the universe isn't aligning for us. It isn't giving us what we want. Well, it's because we haven't connected it to our essence, to our loving center. You know, to that 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 because um, our our true nature is love. You know, and and when yeah. we connect to that nature of love, and and put that and instill that into our intention, when we look at our intention to a loving centered heart, a lot of times we see that's not really in my best interest. So maybe what I was pushing for really isn't best for me. When I look at it from my loving higher being. You know, so that's, you know, you have to start cultivating that sense of being where you're working from your loving center, you know, and and when you do that, you start to realize that a lot of the material things that we think we want, we really don't need. We always have what we really need, but it's, it's a matter of, of, of then saying, you know, because I found that when I put loving intention behind it, there's always an element of me uh, receiving, but also of me giving. So whenever I do an intention, I look at it as, okay, how can I give in order for this to manifest or so that I can receive, you know, what what it is that I would like to do? And a lot yeah. of times I don't even, I don't even, put out I don't put out wants anymore so much as I put out loving thoughts of of how can I help how can I be of service how can I do this how can I do that and then the universe kind of aligns things and sets it you know down in front of me and that's a lot of how my writing and a lot of the things that have come to be in my life if you to ask me um you know 10, 15 years ago that I would be a, a writer and author and, 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 and talking about these spiritual things, I would have thought you were nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's because of this path of growth, you know, of yeah. of, of working on it. In fact, I, I, I once I heard uh, Dr. Dyer talking about how he kind of got on this road. He, he started writing some books and his publishers and stuff were – you know they were trying to get him to do things you know but suddenly he had he had some epiphanies he had some uh, higher spiritual moments that um, that kind of guided him and he thought you know I really would like to do this and his you know his, his agents and publishers were cuz he was selling books out of the back of his car like a lot of authors do at the uh-huh. very beginning you know um and and suddenly you know he said well I don't I don't really don't want to do this you know my publisher wants me to write another book about sex, you know, and sex drives and things like that. But I'd rather do something, you know, more, um, you know, more of more heart-centered, you know, it was something that his heart was telling him to do. And the minute he went down that path, the universe lined him, lined up for him and, and things, you know, and suddenly he started having success with it and that sort of thing. So it, it's, you know, it's it's when we make that shift, make that change um, to, to be a little more heart-centered that, um that really amps up. It puts the gas behind our intention so that the universe really listens. It says, oh, oh, he's paying attention or she's paying attention. And this is, boy, this really would be, uh, you know, a higher benefit for that person, you know. So the universe then sets things in motion. So, you know, it was it seemed like a sad thing that that person's, you know, yoga studio burned down, but then she was able to find a temporary place, you know, which attracted new students. And it's funny how big okay. shifts and big changes a lot of times, you know, shaking it up a little bit um, affords us even greater opportunity, you know. Um, yeah. it's, it's also so an opportunity. True. 
Yeah, even suffering, um, like you were saying, you know, your friend was going through, um, uh, you know, some some stuff at the hospital and everything and how she had, you know, she found the chapel and everything. Well, I think about it, you know, not only did we lose Dr. Dyer, we'd lost Dr. Oliver Sacks, who wrote uh, yeah. some books um, that I just, I really resonated with. And and then I, I've had a personal friend who just passed uh, just a few days ago as well. So it's like, you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, yeah. we, we we feel these losses and things like that. A lot of times when we're um, feeling lost, we're suffering, um, that's the best opportunity. That's when we have the clearest hearing a lot of times to communicate with, with our higher consciousness, with spirit, with our, you know, our guides, our angels. That's the opportunity when, um, when our heart is, because it opens our heart when we're suffering a lot of times. It, it allows us to, um, you know, to pour ourselves into, you know, our communication. And by doing that, we, we, you know, we, we receive a lot more, um, a lot more of that spiritual nature. You know, the, the, that's when a lot of times we'll have these types of experiences, these greater epiphanies, that type of experiences through our suffering, actually, which is, you know, wow, do we really have to go that far, you know, in order to have this happen? And and the answer is really no, um, especially nowadays because there's a there's a heightened energy. I really do believe that um, we no longer have to shake the tree so hard in order to uh, to have these types of experiences where we where we actually hear spirit communicating to us, whether it's a whisper or whether it's through synchronistic events or what. Yes, you've talked about that, how we don't all have to go through a, an awful trauma, you know, that we don't, you know, I, and I feel like, you know, something, David, that I think it's, 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 we, we really need to sit with is, is when we have these challenges as, you know, if we're, we're viewing our past more and more co-creatively, you know, even, you know, you've had certain health challenges. Look at look at Wayne Dyer, for example. He had some significant health challenges, although they said he was doing really well lately. And, mm-hmm. you know, just so many. Even my family member where I had this experience, at one point there's a tendency to want to say, well, why is this happening? Especially if you've seen some mm-hmm. miracles in the midst of it, which you do. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. But yet there's still some part that, you know, well, we have to go through this surgery and there's this challenge or that challenge. But then we get through it. You know, now it's we've gotten through it. And I feel way, way stronger. I mean, I can, I'm sure the lessons will will take years for me to totally integrate or, you know, they're just so new. But I know that, that there have been huge lessons. And so I guess that's, that's the thing is this notion of co-creation. It doesn't always go quite as we expect, you know, right at first, and then what? Yeah, well, it's, and it's, there's nothing wrong with reaching out, um, you know, to ask for help, too. Um, even Dr. Uh-huh. Dyer, when he was dealing with his cancer, he went down to South America and, and worked with John of God um, yes, to help him through yes. some, some of the cancer. So, um you know, there's nothing wrong with reaching out for uh, that type of help and that type of mentorship. 
and and that sort of thing. I I mean that's the type of work I really enjoy doing. Writing books is one thing. Writing books uh-huh. is a is a labor sometimes for me. But what uh-huh. I really enjoy doing is is I do a lot of energetic healing, but I also because of what I learned through my through my own process of healing, you know, my stage four lung cancer and all that stuff. But um but I like I have I'm I'm a certified transformational coach and I really like uh working with people through their experiences um to find you know to to work towards spiritual maturity and that sort of thing. So um that's what's you know, to me that 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 type of work helps me quite a bit, you know. So um I like because I've had mentors in my life that have helped me, coached me through and I continue to have coaches. I continue to to uh seek out uh coaches that can help me. Um you know, I, I think reaching out and, and asking for assistance is, is always a good thing. Um because, you know, we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to go it alone. Uh, it's it, it, there's we're all interconnected and we can you can find similar people that are on parallel paths that um, are you know are willing to help you you know and and so I I really do believe that um, no matter where we are in life there's there's help available to you know to get us over the hump you know or whatever it may be whatever that obstacle may be. Um, Yes, you know, you talk in your book about gratitude as well. And, you know, I feel that it is true that, you know, we're guided to these people who can provide just the assistance that we need, you know, if we listen. And, you know, maybe people are guided to be more directly assisted by you, David, and and I certainly hope so. And, you know, I feel so blessed in the sense that I get to spend, you know, just a little bit of time with, you know, just all these beautiful souls. I feel like, you know, I, I get my transformational experience every every time I get on the show. <laughs> it's just so wonderful. And I hope that, that by curious... Right, there's I, always I just, these little <laughs> seeds that you, you, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's I mean, you find so. these little seeds along the way and and if you, if you give them a little water and put them in some good, rich soil, you know... Um, in other words, nurture them, and and how do you nurture them? You know, through some sort of practice, uh, no matter what it is. You know, um, I, I always left to laugh. My wife, uh, Cindy. I think you've had Cindy on your show as well. I have had um, Cindy on, I, and I think she has another book coming out soon. So I, I coming out this will, fall. Yeah, I it's, know, it's but I hope to talk to her yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. She's got a book coming out about how to. Um, how, how to uh, grow your spiritual business, mm-hmm. which um, or, or put spiritual infuse spirituality into your business, you know that sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I I have to agree. You know, I mean, there's always help there, and, and it's yeah. so easy now with uh, with the internet and with um, the the forms of digital media that we have available to us, you know, that if if we avail ourselves to it, um you know, we can we could find help no matter where where we are. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're just so blessed that that, that I mean spirit is with us. Spirit will send us those that are that can assist us. I mean I really feel that's true and, and I feel that, you know, that that we we truly are guided 
if we if we listen. And so we're we're heading into the last five minutes of the show, and so I want to give you first of all, David. I just want to say I am truly blessed and honored that you're here on the day of the release of your book. How how beautiful that. I'm so so happy for you that that today is the release date and so so tell everyone you know again how they can can find out more about you and and the the pathway to finding out about your book and and um all that you're doing right now okay great um the the best way to get in touch with me is through my website, which is dharmatalks.com. And you don't need the hyphen anymore. It's just dharmatalks, ah, okay. D-H-A-R-M-A-T-A-L-K-S. If you do use the hyphen, it will still get you there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, dharmatalks.com is the best way. It, it's kind of the portal into all different things uh, in, uh, that I do. But um, and also, if if you even um, if you go to any of my book websites, uh, there's uh, Voyage uh, Purpose dot com, the first book, and uh, this new book, A Voice As Old As Time dot com. Uh, that'll get you into my book websites. But uh, today, the release, I'm really pushing Amazon today because. Uh, um, of course, as an author, I don't get very much money from Amazon, but um, but it, it really helps my numbers, you know, when, when people buy through Amazon. And you get a better discount through Amazon than I can offer anyway. But if you want a signed copy, go through my, my book website uh, if you if you really want a signed copy. But otherwise, uh, go to Amazon. They're, they're, it's the best deals. But if you want to try, to, try your chance at um, – uh, Amazon has helped me to set up a giveaway today, uh, and it'll be going on uh, just for the next three, four days. Um, and if you go to my uh, Facebook page or my Facebook page for my book, so if you go on Facebook and you actually put up in the search of Voice as Old as Time, you'll come across uh, you know, my, my book page. And on there, as soon as we get done with the show here, I am going to post uh, the link to a giveaway. And so you just click the link, and it'll t- Amazon will tell you it'll take you to Amazon where you click on the little package. And if the package opens up and you have you won, you won. If the package, it'll say sorry, you didn't win. But you know, here's where you can find Dave's reflections, things like that. So, so we're having a, a giveaway, and I figured since. Synchronistically, I'm on the show today. I thought, what a uh-huh. great way to do it on your show. So, oh well, well, I'm very but, thankful and and thankful for those who will will be able to to experience this book of yours, which which is a gift that will give to many over time. I mean, it is it's a book that um, has so much in it, and um, what a blessing. To, to have you in our lives in this way, David. So thank you so much for being here and for all that you're doing. Well, thank you, Susan. Thanks for the show that um, you're able to put so many in, in, you know, share so many people with us online. It's just, um, that's a gift as well. I mean, uh, we really appreciate this venue that you've uh-huh. that you've created. Well, thank you, and I appreciate the wonderful community around the show. So so thanks again so much for being here today. So take care. You too. You too. 
Um, just a quick show note to the listeners. Live show's going down here in just a minute. Um, I'm taking a slight break over the holiday, and um, the next show is Tuesday, September 8th at 1 p.m. Pacific. Rise, Thomas, Discover Your Purpose is the show. Um, a week from today at this time, and go to FrontierBeyondFear.com to see the upcoming schedule. I have got quite the busy schedule coming up, so just go to that calendar page and you can see everything coming up, and enjoy the archive as well. We are getting close to our fifth, completing the fifth year of this show, which is hard to believe, but it's it's been a wonderful time, and there are just so many beautiful guests in the archive, including David's previous shows, which I'll find ways to highlight here in the in the days to come. So now I know I'm talking to those of you who've been listening to the podcast all along, and, and for you, it's really easy to just go out to that archive and and just find the, the beautiful shows that are out there because of the guests, just such wonderful people coming the way of this show, and I am very grateful for that. So, So everyone... Don't forget, hopefully, it's still going on when you're listening. To those of you listening soon, um, David's doing a giveaway. I'll see if I can get that link out as well so that you can see it. So, And even if it's, if it's done, do go check out A Voice as Old as Time. It, it was really a beautiful book that he's created. And also his first book is pretty wonderful too, Voyage of Purpose, Telling His Story, which is very powerful. So thank you, everyone, for being here today, and I look forward to seeing you here again. Take care, everyone. Go in peace. 